Welcome to a late night, early morning edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary, with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Today, it is all about LeBron James, because tonight has been all about LeBron James. Recording this at 11 o'clock Mountain Time on the day that LeBron James becomes the all-time leading scorer in National Basketball Association history, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for that number one spot uh, in a night that will go down in history, not for a great Laker performance, but because of a great Lakers performance as LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the number one spot. We will talk about that. We will talk about this basketball game and we'll get into a quick today's ticket at the end of the program. Um, That's presented by Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. Maybe don't look at me thinking that LeBron wouldn't get the record tonight um, and and placing wagers accordingly. That one, you can probably skip that one. But anyway, it's all about LeBron. Let's talk about it. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! So LeBron James moves into the number one spot on the NBA's all-time scoring list um, on what, what was kind of like we were all looking at what this would be. Would it be a free throw? It might be. A, the way it was going tonight, it might have been a free throw. The way he was bullying his way to the line. Was it going to be a three-pointer? Was it going to be a, one of his famous dunks? Was it going to be a drive to the rim? And instead, it, it does feel kind of fitting. It's just a little post-up move, quick turnaround, steps back on a foot, uh, fades away on a foot, and knocks down a jumper. Just it, it it feels like a LeBron shot, you know, like if you if you were to think about LeBron shots that it's just it looked it looked like him. It wasn't a skyhook. It wasn't any of those things. It was just a quintessential LeBron James shots uh, and everyone making the references on, on social media. Shout out Thomas Bryant for thinking there was a snowball's chance in hell that he was getting that pass under the rim as LeBron is two points away from the NBA's all time scoring record. Um, so, um so I forget who it was now, but someone pointing out on social media that it looked like uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> it was the real life interpretation of Bill Murray in Space Jam going, Mike, I'm open when Jordan's going for the dunk to finish off the Monstars. But um, just it, it was an incredible performance from LeBron James. It does come on a night where the Lakers lose and it was a must win game for the Lakers and they didn't. They fall 133-130 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, a loss now that pushes the Lakers still a, just a game and a half back of the Utah Jazz for the last play-in spot in the Western Conference. That's secondary tonight, but it, it, it will come up a little bit later. But overall, an incredible performance from LeBron James. And seeing some people online saying, Michael wouldn't have lost this game. Absent in the fourth quarter, he was just going for the record. He was not just going for the record, he was just going for the win. And the only way they were going to do that, it was LeBron being better than everyone. And for three quarters he was, but then the foot starts to bother him a little bit. And he has to exit this game. But make no mistake about it, what he was doing tonight, maybe it seems like he was chasing the record because it it was the thing hanging over this entire game. He was not chasing the record. The only thing the Lakers were effective at all night was giving LeBron the ball and staying the fuck out of the way. That was the only thing the Lakers could do effectively on this night. And LeBron... 
at 38 years old. And it, it's it's funny, they're talking about, well, the way his body feels and the way he looks, he can keep going as he's limping his ass off the floor. But for three quarters tonight, the 38-year-old was the most dominant force out there. He was the one bullying his way to the free throw line, still getting into the paint, still attacking, knocking down jump shots from the outside. He was doing everything tonight. And we would say it's a vintage LeBron James performance, but that's to suggest that the current is not impressive. And it's certainly not 2013 LeBron or or that era, kind of like 2009 to 2013. Um, it, it's not that dude, but this is still one of the more dominant forces in the NBA, and I, I think he proved it tonight. And it, it's a record that, like, he he obviously he deserves. He scored all the points. It's just, it is, it's wild to think. And we're going to get into the GOAT discussion in a second. It felt like, like, there was so many people who just wanted to not enjoy tonight. And I, I have certainly been there with LeBron. You know, like, he beat the Raptors like a drum to the point where LeBron was listed as the owner of the Toronto Raptors franchise. And so from a Raptor fan perspective, you get frustrated. And there's things that LeBron does that, that are frustrating, right? Like everything, everything seems orchestrated. Everything seems like it has a greater purpose. Everything feels like it has a second meaning. There are very few times you feel like you are getting the, the real genuine LeBron. You got him tonight. I, I think that the emotions really did kind of overtake him. And he, he really did have that moment um, and truly allow himself to appreciate the magnitude of the moment that we were seeing at the, the crypto.com arena tonight. Um, like I, I certainly have been there with LeBron and the, the complaining for calls and all that stuff can be a little bit annoying, but what we have witnessed over his 20 year career has been true greatness. And I've kind of just accepted, you know what? It's a whole lot more fun to enjoy it than to bitch about it. And you can still be frustrated by some of the stuff, but hot damn, man. If you're going to come away from this 20-year career, it's probably going to be closer to 25 by the time it's all said and done. And you go, ah, pff, pff, LeBron. Then, man, you have, you, you have missed out on some incredibly entertaining stuff over the last little while. And th this is another notch in the belt. Um, to me personally, the, the GOAT conversation comes down to two. It is LeBron and it is Michael Jordan. And you can make different kind of tweaks into everything. Well, Kareem didn't play with the three-point line. And well, Kareem played four years in college and LeBron skipped that. And so he was putting up all these points while Kareem was still accumulating um, miles on his body in college. And it's like that... Feels like a very good argument, but then LeBron is still getting his body beat up by grown-ass humans in this day and age, and is still putting up these numbers. So, um, but the, like again, we, we talked about the GOAT conversation yesterday with Patrick Mahomes, or I guess for me earlier today with Patrick Mahomes, and it, you're, you're always... It's always going to feel like you're belittling the accomplishments of the greatest to ever do it when you are kind of splitting these hairs going into this conversation, but... The thing that I will ask anyone in this debate, and it, I, I have to ask myself this because I still think reflexively, who's the greatest of all time? Michael Jordan. How come? Oh, six championships. LeBron's done everything else. L listen to the resume here. And look, it's not like Michael's is bad. He's now the all-time scoring leader. Fourth in, uh, fourth all-time in assists. He is a four-time champion, a ten-times uh, 10 times he has appeared in the NBA Finals. Four-time MVP, 19-time All-Star, 13-time All-NBA First Team, 5-time All-NBA Defense, 2-time Olympic Gold Medalist. 
it should be difficult to be the greatest of all time, obviously. But, like, this whole, well, MJ won six championships. All right, Bill Russell won 11. What do we want to do with that? And, again, like, I'm saying a lot of this to myself. I'm looking at a reflection of myself in the mirror, in the window right now. Um, that'd be weird if I was just staring at myself in a mirror doing this. Like, is LeBron the greatest of all time? That would be strange. But uh, there's a window in here. But uh, not the point. The point is, the automatic, like, okay, well, Michael Jordan's clearly the greatest. Okay, but why? Well, the six championships. Everything else, like, if, if that's the number one thing on the checklist, two through, like, 50, LeBron has has checked off. Unbelievable athlete. All-time scorer. Fourth. Fourth in assists. And by the way, a bunch of those assists came on some pretty dog shit teams. Admittedly, a bunch of them came on some good ones too. But what he has been able to do in a 20-year career is matched by only one man. And the more you stack up the accomplishments, aside from that one, the, the more you stack up those accomplishments, the more and more it is really feeling like it's not even matched by that guy. And the, the best thing that you can say, and this is where you start to lose these debates over the years, the best thing you could say um, to, to kind of counteract that is, A, like 6-0 in the finals is pretty fucking impressive. B, it just felt different with Michael. Like there, there was obviously an inevitability about LeBron, there was an invincibility about Michael. And part of that is affected because he takes two years away and then comes back and it's back-to-back three-peats. So you never saw Michael have the, the struggles that LeBron has had in in finals before. Um, and it's funny because like you hold... Well, he's lost six times in the finals against him. A couple of those were against a team, like, specific, a super team specifically designed to beat him. Not that other teams weren't trying um, against Michael Jordan. It's not like everyone else was, oh, they're, they have this Michael thing, but let's just keep doing what we're doing, what we find. Like, obviously, the whole league was tailored around trying to, to stop MJ, but you had this, like, dynamic super team, one of the greatest teams ever assembled, and LeBron had to go up against them single-handedly. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of the losses. 07, that team had no business making it to the NBA Finals, and LeBron was just fucking awesome and dragged them there and then ran into one of the, the, again, great teams ever assembled in the San Antonio Spurs. The issue is Michael never had anything like LeBron not being able to figure out posting up J.J. Barea. And Michael never had anything that was quite like the the cramps that cost him against the the Dallas Mavericks. That was Dallas, right? Yeah, that was Dallas. Or was it San Antonio? Either way, um... Michael never had those. Mike had the flu game, and then he came out and scored like a billion and won a playoff game. LeBron had cramps and he went away. So it's it's just, again, we're, we're nitpicking here and we are splitting hairs. The only thing you can say now in Michael's favor is 6-0 in championships, and it just felt different. Because with LeBron, every other statistical thing you want to make is in LeBron James's favor. And he has worked his way into that conversation where I think to stand alone uh, atop this great debate in this great sport. 
and LeBron James deserves all of the flowers tonight. Just enjoy what we saw tonight because that was one of the most fun sporting events we will have all year. One of the coolest moments you will see in basketball and a record that is going to be incredibly hard to break. It was hard for, like, you think about it. We are talking about, at worst, the second best player in the history of the sport needing to play 20 years of basically injury-free basketball to get to this level. Think about how mind-boggling it is. Like Kevin Durant, one of the great scorers, will probably go down as the great scorer of this generation. And he's 12,000 points away. He's not going to get there. Like, it... Come on. It's it's remarkable what LeBron has been able to do. This record, like Kareem's record, felt like it wasn't going to get touched. LeBron's really feels like it is not going to get touched, even at a time where scoring is up uh, around the NBA, for sure. Um, and that's going to be another argument that people point to again. But just try to, don't try to, to look through all, all of this as like, ah, uh, you're looking for reasons to not enjoy one of the coolest things we've seen in sports in a very long time. And the the final thing on it, someone tweeted this out tonight as well. The dude got chosen one tattooed on his back, set himself to ridiculous expectations. I remember it was one of the first times that high school games had been played on, on ESPN. There was the hype around him and he was just a high school kid. It wasn't even that he was going out, um, for Syracuse or for Duke or Kentucky and playing in the, the final four. This was a high school kid. And it was just like, yeah, this kid's probably going to be one of the, the greatest of all time. And he has exceeded every expectation that was, that, that felt insurmountable at the time. It, it's, it's just remarkable what LeBron has been able to do in his entire NBA career. The rest of the Lakers tonight were absolutely brutal. LeBron being that worn down wasn't a case of LeBron chasing the record. It was a case of LeBron having to do everything to drag this team into this game. They were putrid tonight. Zero defense to speak of. Barely any shooting. And nothing that resembled an NBA offense. And... Way too many turnovers. Sloppy with the ball. Slow on transition and defense. Barely getting any transition on offense because you need a stop for that and they weren't doing anything. The Oklahoma City Thunder were getting to the rim at will this evening and they took this special moment from LeBron James. Specifically Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the Williamses with a bit of help from Joe and Muscala in the first half. Uh, I guess Joe in the second half, Muscala in the first half. But... This was a putrid, putrid performance by the LA Lakers. There is no other way to to describe it. And it, it, it feels fitting for where the Lakers are at right now. LeBron has this historic moment and is once again undeniable. And the rest of the team feels unsavable as they lose to the 12th place team, the youngest team in the NBA in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like it just, it all feels so fitting. And it's the, the conundrum that we've talked about with the Lakers all season long. LeBron, those MVP chants he was getting tonight are not unwarranted. He is having a phenomenal season. And it feels like a waste to let this go away and just float off into 13th in the, the Western Conference. But this team, the rest of them, feels so far away right now. That like, I don't even know what the move is to... 
get back into this thing? Is it Beal to, to try to, like, Westbrook's expiring and the two draft picks that they can trade for Bradley Beal? I mean, maybe that moves the needle to get them into, like, ninth or 10th, but that's, we're talking about ninth or 10th. Like, we're, we're not talking about this team um, avoiding the play-in and having a long, deep playoff run. Like, we, we are really just talking about a team that is trying to scratch and claw so they can get two home games in the playoffs instead of one. Um, like, just, just awful. Just so awful tonight. And that, that's been this whole thing. Like, this, this whole, like, this season from LeBron feels like something you can't waste. But they got 38 from a 38-year-old guy playing in a game where he is setting the all-time scoring record, and that still wasn't enough. So it, it just felt like the whole Lakers season in a bubble, which is fitting because that was the best LeBron Lakers season, but the, the whole Lakers season in a bubble summed up in one game this evening. On the Oklahoma City side, could not be more impressed. Shea Gil Gilgis-Alexander... Already one of the, the more talented offensive players in the league. There's still a couple of times where he'll dribble his way into trouble. And a lot of times against the Lakers, he was able to dri dribble his way out of it. But against, um, what's a polite way of putting this, competent defensive teams, that's going to be a bit of a problem still. A few too many turnovers for this team tonight. Maybe not as much shooting as you would like. But this Oklahoma City Thunder team really has something special brewing here. Not special in a, they're going to win a championship year. Um, championship this year sort of thing, but they are building toward being a real problem once again in the Western Conference, and it's not like Shea Gilgis-Alexander could not have impressed me more tonight, and then the, the non-Shea minutes in the first quarter, that or in the first half, that's when the, the Lakers were able to catch up. In the second half, that's where the Thunder thrived, and they were so good coming out of timeouts tonight. Um, it, in the, the first quarter, uh, I believe it was the first, first half anyway, the Thunder went on an 8 nothing run coming out of a timeout where the, the Lakers were starting to pull away. And they any time the Lakers pushed, the Thunder were there to punch them right back in the mouth. The, the Lakers at the start of the fourth quarter go on a bit of a run, tie the game up, immediate 7 nothing run from the Thunder to, to really put this one away. There's a couple of tense moments. The, the Thunder did not handle crunch time very well this evening, and that's why this game was so close at the end with the, the Thunder winning by three. But... Make no mistake about it, this game was controlled by the Oklahoma City Thunder basically from start to finish, and again, that is a real big problem for LeBron James. But the night does belong to the king who was crowned in high school and has looked every bit of royalty the entire rest of the way. Uh, congratulations to LeBron James, an unbelievable career, and I hope we were all just able to enjoy it a little bit. Today's ticket coming up next. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. It is time for today's ticket. Again, I'm recording this very late uh, Tuesday night. I think I said Wednesday before. Very late Tuesday night. Um, so some of these lines may move by the time we get to um, these games actually happening. 
Taking a look at uh, Betstamp here, let's begin in the NHL. The Rangers taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver held their own against the New Jersey Devils the other night in a game. We said we wanted to kind of wait and see how things played out. While the Rangers needed overtime to beat the Calgary Flames, I think the Rangers come away with the win in this one. We're going to go Rangers minus a goal and a half at cool bet. That gets us to plus 111. Moving into the association, we were 1-1 one and one. Um, on our NBA plays last night. Uh, Boston taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, probably the marquee matchup of the night. We are going to go Boston minus four and a half. That one also coming to us from Coolbet. Uh, shout out to them for that one. And, oh man, it is tempting to go with Utah against Minnesota after the Timberwolves just got embarrassed. Now they have to travel with that. So we are going to go Utah minus three and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, having Golden State just put up 140 points against Oklahoma City, um, to see them plus three and a half is a little tempting, but Golden State has been like historically bad on the road this year. So that is going to be one we just let pass aside. So we have three games on the ticket today. It is Utah minus three and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It is the Boston Celtics minus four and a half against the Philadelphia 76ers. And it is the Rangers minus a goal and a half against the Vancouver Canucks. We will hit track and there you go. Three games on the ticket for today. So this is going to be an early morning one for you all on Wednesday. That is the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Coming up on Thursday, um, it is the NHL trade deadline, or sorry, the NBA trade deadline. Um, so we'll probably wait until a little bit later on in the day to release that one. Also talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. And then Friday, it is a fights and football Friday with a lot of fights and a lot of football to discuss. Hopefully, I will talk to you all then. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm out.